Hello and welcome to the Talking the Basics podcast. This is your host Terrence with 420 Fire, Columbus, Ohio. This episode is a continuation from my taking of Graham Cook's series titled Praying with God, along with some of my own notes on the subject of prayer. This week I want to discuss with you prayers of promise. What is a prayer of promise? Well, let us start by explaining that a promise is a declaration or assurance that one will definitely do a particular thing. In the kingdom, it's a vow, a pledge, a guarantee, a covenant, and a commitment the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit share with us in the course of our life and living. A promise has two interactions. First, when made to Christ in us by the Father, which is verified in 2 Corinthians 1.20, where it reads, For as many as are the promises of God in him, they are yes, therefore also through him is our amen to the glory of God through us. Second, in times of weakness, we receive promises of identity that empower us to identify with the true nature of Christ. What does this mean to a new believer? Uh, In 2 Peter 1, verses 2-4, through we read, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true nature of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us his gracious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. In these verses, Peter is illustrating that God abides in the place of our weakness. In that place of weakness, the Lord gives promises to us about our area of weakness. In these verses, Peter is illustrating that God abides in the place of our weakness. In that place of weakness, the Lord gives us promises about our area of weakness. Believers can rest assured knowing that in that place of weakness, He's going to give us all the grace, all the peace we need in order to stand before Him and receive His gift for us to overcome our circumstances directly from Him. Our place of weakness then becomes the place of our relationship, our fellowship, and our growth. All of our potential to overcome comes to us through these promises given to to us from the Lord in that place of weakness. This means we do not need fear, we do not need anxiety anymore, we do not need anger anymore, we do not need bitterness anymore, we do not need resentment anymore, we do not need to be wounded anymore. In fact, we do not need any negatives going on because the promises the Lord has given us are much more powerful than our circumstances. The promises of God allow us to share and experience the divine nature of God when we need it most. This means the circumstances of our life is an opportunity to become more like Him in all things. When we come into circumstances and situations, we can go to the Father to receive the guidance, peace, rest, and answers on how to handle these things. We do not have to try to figure things out on our own anymore. The Father is already right there with us. He already knows what's going on. All we have to do is go to Him to receive His promise for our situation and circumstances. Our new man knows that every problem we face comes with His provision.
These promises are relational realities with God. He has granted us everything that pertains to life and godliness. The exciting part is knowing that when the Lord grants us something, He expects us to take Him for granted. This means that in our place of weakness, He expects us to run to Him in our secret place and take full advantage of His wisdom for our weaknesses. When we are praying the promises of God, the new man knows that we are praying with the Father's answers. God's promises are a part of our inheritance given to us when Jesus reconciled all of mankind to the Father at the cross. Because of our reconciled relationship to the Father, these promises are a key part of our relationship with Him. As we spend time with Him, He will guide us and instruct us on how to benefit from our inheritance. He will also show us how to operate in these gifts for, for our inheritance. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, the Lord tells us, For the kingdom of God does not consist in words, but in power. This means the Lord wants us to operate our daily lives in the fullness of our promises given to us as an inheritance. We get to ask the questions that our old man didn't know how to ask. Things like, Who does God want to be for me now? What aspect of his true nature does he want to manifest in the situation that I'm in? And what part of me does he want to mold into being more like him? The Lord gives us promises to increase our faith in the relationship the new man now has with him. My brother John reminded me not long ago that the promises of scripture and the promises the Lord gives us directly in our place of weakness the Lord cannot break. How do we know this? Remember earlier when I stated God's promises are a part of our inheritance given to us when Jesus reconciled all mankind to the Father at the cross? Jesus' shed blood on the cross was a sealing of a blood covenant between the Lord, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, which Jesus included us in. That's right, the first blood covenant the new man was entered into was with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. When we accepted Jesus into our hearts, we were made partakers of a blood covenant. It's when we receive Jesus into our heart, we receive the power of his blood that seals our redemption from sin. It also reveals the profound depth of God's unconditional love for us. We won't go into great depths about blood covenants in this series. However, his sacrifice ensures that all the promises the Lord gave to us are now ours too. The promises of scripture can be Come, the prayers to which God answers. Scripture is full with the promises of God. These scriptures are the ones that touch our hearts and are called inheritance words. Inheritance words are scriptures that have an impact on our lives. These are the promises of God that He can always say yes and amen to. One inheritance word for me personally is found in Genesis verse 20 where it reads, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result, to preserve many people alive. This was a promise the Lord gave me many years ago. The old man's life of addiction caused by wounds and spiritual bondage that the enemy meant to destroy me both physically and spiritually, the Lord gave me comfort in knowing that he was going to use for the kingdom. He was going to use my circumstances to bring healing to his people and to save the lives of many who have or are suffering from the same level of torment and bondage I had. He backed it up by showing me his words in Isaiah 40.31, which reads, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. 
They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. The Lord showed me that Jesus' scars served a purpose. They remind us what he went through for us. His scars are proof that he has been battle-tested, as Scott Neri says. My question to him was, what is the importance of this for me? So he took me to Psalms 51, 10-13, which reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me to the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to The Lord pointed out that just like Jesus, my scars are reminders of what I've been through, and I have a lot, however, they are not who I am as a new man in Christ. He wanted me to see that just like with Jesus, he had fulfilled his promise to me in this scripture. He has given me a clean heart, which is no longer filled with condemnation. He has given me a renewed right, persevering, and steadfast spirit. He did not cast me away like those who abandoned me in my time of need. He did not take back his spirit or leave my presence, which he gave to me and entered into during my battles. In fact, instead, he restored me to the joy of being delivered from the power and effects of sin. He supported me in my battles against the enemy by placing his spirit in me so I would always be willing to hear his call for me to come back to him. He has allowed me to learn from him directly so I can teach others his ways and help them come back into relationship with him. Like many of you, I didn't know how God would keep all of his promises. There was even a time when I didn't keep my end of the covenant with him. In fact, I got so wrapped up in the flesh and the old man that I was on the verge of relapsing back into my addictions full force. Yet the Lord got my attention once again. I want you to know that he has been keeping his promises for me personally, and he will for you too. The closer we get into our relationship together, the more of the promises he made he reveals to me. Not only does he show them to me, he is personally mentoring me to walk them out, and he will for you too. I encourage you to daily enter into his presence and meditate on him. Don't come from a place where you are asking him what his promises are or from a place of our circumstances. Thank him for his promises and thank him for showing you the promises that he has for you personally. Ask him to reveal the promise he has already given you in your heart and spirit. You're not asking for new promises. You're asking for him to show you where your promises are and to show you the provisions he has already put in place for you. Then open up your heart and wait to receive the promises he has for you.